0: Welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of the Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist, hypnotherapist, and founder of The Mindful Clinic. I want to preface this episode and all future episodes by saying that I am not a medical doctor and you should always seek help from a physician before beginning any new health regime. Okay, my friends, I'm very excited to bring this topic to you guys. And I will say that I have been reluctant to share this part of my journey For a long time, there was a lot of shame and like embarrassment around this specific topic. And obviously now that I'm on the other side, it's very easy to be able to talk about it. But when I was going through it, it was really, really difficult for me. So anyways, here it is. I've had a lot of people talk to me in my DMS about it because I did post about it on Instagram. So anyways, today we are going to talk about how I lost 40 pounds in eight months without dieting. And you're probably thinking like, what is embarrassing about that? But when I give you guys the backstory and you can understand how I even had that much weight to lose in the first place, I think it'll make a little bit more sense to you. Okay, so to be fair, I am eight months postpartum. So obviously, the weight had to come off eventually. But I gained 70 pounds in this last pregnancy. And so with my son, I actually gained 80 pounds. And that was a long, long time ago. And that was well before I was knowledgeable. That was before I was a nutritionist. That was before I went to study the nervous system. And so that was long before I had any type of understanding on how to like really regulate the brain and the body for a healthy relationship to food and to lose weight effortlessly. So this is when I was still really stuck in like binge eating, emotional eating, stuck in addiction. And the 80 pounds that I gained in that pregnancy on like a 22 year old was a lot easier to take off than the 70 pounds at this stage in my life. So I turned 30 this year. And I did not expect to gain 70 pounds. So I mean, it was really understandable with my son how it happened because I was binge eating all the time. Like I remember my husband, he would cook meals for the week and I would literally eat it in an afternoon when he would like go to work and come home and it would just all be gone. Or there's pictures of me pregnant where we had, you know, those huge kilogram Nutella jars, like the really big ones from Costco. I'm like, full paw in the nutella jar like whole hand deep nutellas all over my face and he's come home and like it's just it just was not good my favorite thing to order at that time in my pregnancy was like from Domino's. i would get a deep dish pizza double cheese double bacon strips double bacon bits and now you can understand how i gained that 80 pounds so anyways Going into this pregnancy where I've already healed my relationship to food, I know exactly what to do to lose weight effortlessly. Like I know how to work the body in that way. I was like, this is gonna be a breeze. And I would see people, you know when you see people who are pregnant who they turn around and you, you can't even tell they're pregnant. I was like, I'm so excited to be that kind of pregnant lady where I just really gained weight in the tummy and I was all stoked about it. And for the first four to five months of my pregnancy, that's exactly what happened. So, you know, I gained weight just in the belly. It was this cute little belly bump. And we went to Jamaica about halfway through the pregnancy. And there are these like adorable pictures of me in this very skimpy bikini with just my cute little baby bump sticking out. And I felt really good and I was still exercising and it was just, it was all good. And I was like, this is great. And then the next four to five months is where shit really started to kind of get out of control. And this is where the shift started to happen. So I literally gained 50 pounds in four to five months of being pregnant in the last four to five months and barely any of it went to my belly. So, you know, my, a lot of it went to my thighs where I was starting to see like an extreme amount of cellulite in my butt and my thighs. Even my knees were gaining weight, my face. And if you have seen me in person or on Instagram, you would, you'll know that like, I'm very blessed genetically with like a very nicely structured face. I've never done anything to it. It's something that like I really pride myself in. And my face just like ballooned. I All of a sudden had this like big moon shaped face. And I know you're listening to this and you're like, listen lady, you're pregnant. Like if all this stuff is very normal, But because I had that image of women who really don't gain that much weight in pregnancy and it's just in their belly and I had already a really healthy relationship to food and I knew how to like monopolize on the body or like work with, I guess, the body to lose weight easily, I just didn't think that would be my reality this time. And so as I started to become unrecognizable in the mirror, my eating behavior started to revert back to old tendencies. So I think this really came from the idea that I was very uncomfortable with what I looked like. And that spiraled into changing the way that I related and behaved around food. And I talk about this in my practice a lot where, you know, when you look in the mirror and you're like, fuck, I don't like what I see. Instead of that motivating you to go to the gym or motivating you to do something about your diet, it's actually going to create an identity. And the identity is I'm a failure. I'm fat. I'm unlovable, whatever it is, and your daily behaviors are going to match your deepest beliefs about yourself. And so in that time in my pregnancy, I think that I was being quite hard on myself and not liking what I was seeing, especially when I was comparing myself to other pregnant women who really only gained weight in their belly and like then maybe a little bit of some, right? So anyways, instead, when I was feeling very uncomfortable in my body, I started to notice that my eating behaviors were getting a little bit out of control. So I work from home. I work where the food lives. I've been doing this for a really long time and it's never had an impact since I healed my relationship to food. But all of a sudden I was getting up and going to the kitchen like multiple times a day in between meals. I was, we were ordering a lot of Uber eats a lot. And part of that had to do with the fact that like, I wasn't in any position to cook on top of everything else that I was doing, but a lot of it was also just like pure kind of gluttony and and really being disassociated from what my true hunger cues were. And instead of just eating when I'm hungry and stopping when I'm full, I began to eat to soothe myself. I began to eat to temporarily feel satisfaction. And what I was doing was sacrificing long-term pleasure for short-term gain. And so I became very concerned because I was working with so many women at the time. Like last year was my biggest year yet. And so I was working with, all of these incredible women and transforming their brains and their bodies and their relationship to food and I felt like such a fraud. I felt like an imposter because I couldn't get a handle on my own relationship to food and I felt so bad about myself. And so obviously this is the part that I have not really wanted to talk about and not really wanted to share because so much of my identity is wrapped up in being able to really transform your lives and, and take these like negative emotions and negative relationships to food away. And part of my marketing is like, and it'll never come back. And all of a sudden after like five years of not ever have, we call this in behavioral psychology extinction, of not ever having like a relapse, if you want to even call it that, all of a sudden all of these behaviors and old mental patterns and narratives like came rushing back to me. And it was a very, very difficult time for me. I could barely recognize myself in the mirror. It was not just like a cute little baby bump anymore. (laughs) I gained almost the same amount of weight in my first pregnancy. And in my first pregnancy, I was very addicted to food. Like I had gotten pregnant on the heels of being an alcoholic. So when I stopped all my substances, I immediately turned to food. And, And with this pregnancy, it all happened in like the last four to five months. The good news is, And this I'm so, so grateful for. And this is why when I work with mothers or when I work with people who want to get pregnant, which is kind of another story, but I've helped so many people who have been literally completely infertile get pregnant in just this past year. Like I have five people that were like, infertile done multiple rounds of IVF and they're all having babies now. And I'm just so grateful for that experience. But when I work with mothers who are postpartum, when I work with mothers who are looking to become pregnant, I always kind of offer a, Hey, and when you're done the pregnancy, don't worry if everything kind of like, it falls on top. (laughs) Don't worry if you sink during the pregnancy, because afterwards we can reconvene and we can get you back on track. Because the good news is as soon as that baby came out, all of my eating behaviors normalized. So I was so grateful about that because I was like, oh my gosh, I've done so much hard work. And it's so a part of my identity to have this very neutral relationship to food after being a binge eater for so many years. So I'm very grateful about that. And so I had a C-section and as you know, obviously there's like a recovery period. So for six to eight weeks, I couldn't do any type of exercise. I, you know, walked around the block and that type of thing. But as soon as I was cleared to exercise, I went right back to the gym and I went right, right back to the gym at the exact same capacity that I had been working out prior to getting pregnant. Obviously I was lifting lighter and not overexerting myself in that way, but, you know, still like three to five times a week I was exercising. And not a single fucking pound came off. You know, people would tell me, if you breastfeed, you're going to lose the weight. And so I actually breastfed with this baby. Like I was able to produce milk and I was looking for that, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the weight to just fall off of me because my eating behavior is back to normal, thank God. And also I'm exercising, so there are no barriers anymore. Like that's the whole picture, you know? And I was breastfeeding and legitimately like from what the moment I went into the surgery to like I want to say three months afterwards the only weight that came off my body was the weight of my baby so that is seven pounds and not a single ounce more and I was so frustrated I was so fucking frustrated Because every day I would get up and I would be optimistic and I would use my tools to manifest weight loss in the same way that I do with my clients. You know, the more you like obsess and think about it, the worse it kind of gets. So I'm like every day I'm stepping on the scale and I'm just expecting the number to go down because, of course, why wouldn't it? I had a very healthy relationship to food. I definitely wasn't overeating and I was exercising. And also, like, I wasn't pregnant anymore. So, like, the weight has to come off, right? Not right. (laughs) So... Basically, this kind of spiraled into a whole new venture that my business has now kind of like expanded into. And I've got to say, looking back on it in hindsight... I totally understand now why this had to happen to me, because the universe has a very funny way of teaching you lessons. And now I understand that the universe was really just saying, hey, this is a tool that you need to learn, because when you learn it for you, you're going to help so many more people. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity. So anyways, this is exactly what happened. So I became very curious about my hormones at this point because I was like taking off all the other boxes. I'm like, it's not the food. It's not the weight. You know, I'm taking all my supplements. I'm working on like detoxing at that time. And this is not to like deter people from breastfeeding, but it really depends on where your hormones are at. So to give you guys like just a, a general picture, in the first part of pregnancy, progesterone is very high. And progesterone is this amazing hormone that makes you feel sexy and safe and confident. And progesterone will convert into testosterone. Now, testosterone is the hormone that deals with like weight loss, like fat burning, muscle gain, libido, all of that fun stuff, right? So because progesterone was so high, it was protecting my body from holding on to too much weight in that first part of pregnancy. Now, in the second part of pregnancy, progesterone starts to decline and estrogen really takes over. Estrogen rises. And this is where shit got out of fucking hand because estrogen, God love ya, like you're the the female hormone. I totally get it. But estrogen has a very, very common tendency of shuttling fat Into subcutaneous fat or shuttling pretty much any extra energy into subcutaneous fat. Now, subcutaneous fat is not as dangerous as visceral fat. So, subcutaneous fat is like the fat that we would see cellulite from. It's like the fat on the outer layer of the body, it's not in between the organs like visceral fat. But subcutaneous fat is very obviously, like from a physical representation, um, not nice to look at. And so, Estrogen was so high with me, probably because I already had an estrogen dominance going into that pregnancy, that when estrogen began to rise again at like a very extreme level, I was gaining weight like by the minute. Like I would just have to smell a cookie and gain weight from it, like without even really engaging in any eating behavior. And so the thing is, is normally in a normal pregnancy, when the hormones are a little bit more balanced... After the baby comes out, estrogen will then start to decline, progesterone declines, and everything will kind of return back to normal. In some women, if there is an estrogen dominance prior to getting pregnant, and I can talk about some reasons why that would happen, but basically once the baby comes out, estrogen doesn't go back to normal. Estrogen continues to rise and rise, or at least stays where it is now. And this is where we see that really, really stubborn weight. Hi angels, I want to take a second away from regular programming to tell you something super exciting. I have put together a very quick survey and right now what I'm doing is I'm setting goals and directions and ideas for the rest of 2023 and I really just want to know from you what you guys want from me. So you basically have a chance to actually have a big effect on how my business runs this year and the type of content that I let out and also the research I look into. So I've put together a survey. It literally takes less than five minutes and it is going to help me know how to better serve you guys this year. If you're like, I just wish somebody would tell me how to get rid of this stubborn weight or what time is best to take my protein powder or how many cups of coffee should I drink or why can't I stop snacking or literally whatever you need help with, I can probably help with it as long as it's within the food psychology realm. And I would honestly be so grateful for you to fill this out. I would love to hear from you what you need help with and what you want to see and hear. Also for everyone who fills out the survey, you guys have a chance to win a free one-on-one call with me and a $250 gift card to use towards any one of my services. The survey link is going to be in the show notes and it's also on all of my socials. Okay. Without any further delay, let's get back to the episode. Thank you so, so much. And I'm so excited to hear from you. For me, I actually didn't really start losing weight until a few months after I stopped breastfeeding because, and this isn't to tell any woman that they need to stop breastfeeding to like lose the weight that they want. It's definitely doable to do both. I personally stopped breastfeeding because I went back to work two weeks after I had the baby and I was also in school. So it was just not possible for me to like continue producing that much milk. But what I did notice, and one of the things that breastfeeding will do is it'll tell your body like, Hey, we're trying to support two beings here right? And so your body is going to be more likely in some women who already have an estrogen dominance to hold on to more weight because it's like, we need extra energy. We need to provide for two lives. Okay. So, Once I stopped breastfeeding and I like started digging into my hormones. So I actually did like an entire certification on this like postpartum hormonal rebalancing thing to really understand and get a full picture. And once I got that full picture, I also hired Dr. Taggy, who I talk about a lot. She's been on my podcast. She's amazing, but it's really difficult to like be your own health coach. And so she really reaffirmed some of the things that I knew were going on. And, um, she also opened my eyes to being able to practice in this way with other women. So it was a combination of really going into my hormones and learning about the hormones and doing the Dutch test and all that fun stuff. And also hiring the mentors who could teach me the ropes in that way. Anyways, about six months after the baby came out, I had lost about seven to 10 pounds, which is not a lot. And after that six month period, weight just started falling off. And so around that six month period, I had been balancing my hormones for about three months. And one thing that you want to know right off the bat is when we get into hormone balancing, like this isn't an overnight process. This is not a 30 day detox. Like we're talking six months minimum to really balance hormones, six months to a year. And so some people get really overwhelmed when they hear that because they want results and they want it now. But if the root cause is like the hormone imbalance and to be fair, the hormone imbalance is not the root cause. The hormones get imbalanced for other reasons. But if the hormones are imbalanced and you like want weight loss right now, and you do something other than balancing the hormones, like you're only going to make it worse. Right. And so one of the things that I was not willing to sacrifice is like, there is no fucking way after that baby came out that I was going to go on a diet. I'm like, I'm well beyond that. I understand diets don't fucking work. Like diets have a 98% fail rate. So there was, and if I were to go on a diet, I would have literally undone all of the hard work that I have done with food psychology. So I was not willing to go on a diet and I was not willing to overexercise. And so it became this like understanding of what exactly my barriers were, okay? So, (laughs) Now that I have talked about all of that fun stuff, I'm going to actually tell you exactly how I lost the 40 pounds in an eight month period, but really most of it came off in the past like three months, which is kind of crazy to think about. I'm so grateful for this whole experience, like I've mentioned, because it's really given me this new tool where I can help other women who are going through this process and it's already been so valuable. And so I know universe why this happened to me, but Throughout this process, like I will say that it's taken me eight months to really talk about it because for the first six months postpartum, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was very, very upset and very triggered. And I felt like I was having an identity crisis (laughs) because I was like, this is my career and I can't figure it out. But now it's all good. So anyways, this is how I did it. There are eight kind of steps here. So the first thing is obviously I focused on food psychology. So this is my three-step system, reset, rewire, rebalance. When I do focus on food psychology, it's all about like really training the brain to not use food as a coping mechanism and training the brain to really only eat when it's hungry and stop when it's full. And a lot of you who are listening who maybe haven't worked with me, you might be thinking like, that sounds very difficult. Or like, how do I do that? But obviously, if you're working with me or another coach, like it actually is very easy. Like in my programs, most of the women I work with when they're done the program, they're like, that was the easiest thing ever. It felt so easy. I felt like I was doing it wrong. And that's because like, the intuitive process of eating we're born with. (laughs) And so it only becomes denatured as we age and we start implementing diets and the brain starts to try and take control of what like the stomach really needs. And so when we return back to those processes of really allowing the body to be like, okay, this is when I'm hungry. This is when I'm full. And we trust that process. If we can get there, it happens overnight. And the body doesn't want to go back to dieting because it's like, I would so much rather have what I need. And as long as you only eat when you're hungry and you stop when you're full, you're never going to be overweight. Okay. So I really focused on the food psychology of it and just kind of getting my brain back to that state where we weren't using food to feel better about ourselves. Food just became kind of like a survival thing. We were eating to live instead of living to eat, you know? And one of the ways that I did this, this is the second thing, is by hypnotherapy. So, this is what I do with my clients. I really just implemented the same kind of program with me. Obviously, I can't hypnotize myself in a one on one capacity. So, I would really just listen to the recordings that I had. And a lot that literally overnight basically changed my relationship to food. So, hypnotherapy was another really important step here. The third thing was I stopped obsessing. So there is nothing worse than when you're trying to lose weight and not seeing the like scales move for you to like freak out about it. Because remember that a lot of the time, especially if you're doing things right, like, you know, eating well, neutral relationship to food and exercising, there's a missing component there. And that missing component is usually hormonally based sometimes it's pathogenetic. Sometimes there are parasites or candida or other types of pathogens that are preventing your body from being able to lose the weight. But most of the time, those pathogens are going to affect the hormones too, right? So if you're freaking out, and you're like oh the scale's not moving i'm never going to get what i want and you start to tell yourself a story of i'm a failure i'm never going to lose the weight like you are creating more stress hormones you're also telling the body what to do and so the more we obsessively focus on how much you weigh how much you don't weigh are you working towards your goal are you not working towards your goal the more mental real estate it takes up and the less likely you are to reach your goal like with ease, right? It's like kicking and screaming. And then you get there. And because you're so obsessive about it, you're likely going to gain the weight back. Okay. So I stopped obsessing about it. The fourth thing is just mindfully movement. So remember that physical exercise is a stressor especially if you're doing like high intensity, like crazy boot camps, like 60 minutes. Like it's very stressful for the body. So if you have a body with a hormonal imbalance to begin with, now we add a physical stressor on top, like your stress hormones are gonna be out of whack completely and it's actually gonna stall your weight loss. In order for the body to lose weight, it has to feel safe because if it doesn't feel safe, your body's gonna go into store mode. It's gonna be like, I'm running away from the bear and I'm going to store everything in case I'm stranded. Right. So if we want the body to lose weight, if you want to burn your stores, instead of running on adrenaline, like burning adrenaline until your adrenals crash, you are going to need to create a life where your body feels safe. And it can't do that if we are like over exercising or doing these crazy 60 minute boot camps, And on top of that now obsessing and feeling like shit about yourself. Right. So Mindful movement would be my fourth recommendation. And a lot of that looks like walking. It might look like yoga, but moving as often as possible. So when I was younger and I was kind of getting into this, like moving my body a little bit more, my friends and I would play cards and we would always do this thing called nose goes. Cause like nobody wanted to go and get the thing that we needed. Like, let's say we needed like, I don't know the chips from the cupboard. So when we would all say nose goes, I would just get up and go and get it because the more I was moving my body in a very mindful way, the closer I was getting to our biological makeup. Like we are bipedal human beings. We're designed to hunt and gather all day. And so that means like walking around, picking things up. That doesn't mean like, a fucking 60 minute spin class until you like pass out, you know? Those things are valuable. Like, don't get me wrong. And I love kickboxing and I love boot camp, but like, it has a time and a place, right? So, focus on mindful movement because we want to be moving the body in a way that feels safe. The fifth thing was really rebalancing my hormones. So obviously I can't tell you like exactly what I did and make it relative to you because you are going to have different hormonal makeups that I will, or that I did. But the first thing to do here is run a Dutch test. We do this in my practice. If you are in my mindful members program, so my 12 week program You do not get the Dutch test right off the bat, but you can swap the Dutch test for the food sensitivity test. But if you work privately with me, you get the Dutch test, you get the food sensitivity test. And so we need to understand like exactly where the hormones are so we can rebalance them. The sixth thing that I did was I trusted the fucking process. This is kind of similar to not obsessing. The more that you trust that your goal is inevitable, the quicker it's going to come. Like it's just a universal law everything that you want, you already have because you want it and it's yours. And quantum physics will like show you that every reality exists at once. I'm getting a little esoteric here, but every reality exists at once. You're just not experiencing the thing that you want yet. But if you want it, it's already yours. And the thing that will stop you from experiencing it is creating fear and anxiety around it. So if you want to lose weight, you need to understand that You can wait and wait without anxiety. If you are sure of the outcome, you can wait and wait without anxiety. And that's how you're gonna get to your goal quicker. And so I had to trust the process. I had to say, "Look, listen, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything that I can, right? And so my success is inevitable. The seventh thing that I did was I stopped comparing myself to fucking everybody else that just had a baby and lost the weight in four weeks. Like, I don't know if you guys follow her. I'm going to butcher her name, but her name's like Nijin, Nijin. And she owns this like honey company for your skincare or hair. And she's like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. We were pregnant at the same time and she had the baby and a week later she was at a photo shoot and like you can't even tell and she got a lot of backlash for that and like I, I definitely don't want to fall into that campaign. However, it's very triggering <laughs> for all of the all of the other people over here where that was not our experience. And so I had to stop comparing myself to other mothers who really barely gained weight and took the weight off almost immediately. And part of that was like muting their stories on my Instagram. Part of that was also like putting my blinders on and really just focusing on my own journey and trying to find the lesson. So once I found the lesson, once I was like, oh, I'm going through this because I need to help other people do it. I was, I was like excited by it. I was like, oh, of course, this is so exciting because now I'm going to have this whole new tool and I'm going to be so much more effective and powerful in the way that I practice and the last and final thing that I did to lose 40 pounds in eight months when it was really three months, but whatever, was I just prioritized joy. So this kind of goes back to trusting the process and not obsessing. But when you feel good, when you prioritize joy, your body feels safe, it feels aligned, and then it's going to be able to actually go in and burn what it doesn't need and so I was working with Dr. Taggy at the time and I was getting a lot of invites to, you know, interviews where it would be filmed. And I was terrified to say yes. Like, how can I go and be interviewed and talk about weight loss and food psychology when I'm still 70 pounds overweight. Like to me, I was just like, no, I have to say no. And I was turning things down. Like I I rescheduled a photo shoot, which I really regret doing now, but she was like, no, Jordana, you're going to reach your goal by following joy and by saying yes to those things. So I stopped saying no because I stopped being embarrassed by myself. And I started saying yes to these things that make me feel like who I am, like who I really am like doing photo shoots and being in the public eye and being interviewed. I love doing that stuff. And so the more that I followed like my own joy, the more that I utilized my own gifts, the easier the weight came off. And it was, I'm just like so grateful for the whole experience now, because even though I do have about 25 pounds still to go, I feel like myself, my clothes are starting to fit and I feel comfortable in my body now. And I'm so grateful for that because it is very triggering when you don't feel like yourself, and so not only was I able to like really learn this whole new tool, but it kind of reinvigorated my passion for helping people go through this weight loss transformation because it really put me in some of my client's shoes again. And it had been years before, like, since I had really experienced this type of like depression and helplessness around my body. So anyways, I hope you guys found that helpful. I am so excited that you're all here. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with somebody who might use this. And if you have anybody postpartum, send them my way. I'm like so excited about it. I will say that the mindful members. So my 12 week program is launching officially in March. We have half the spots completely full. I'm, I haven't even formally launched yet. So, and I have so many discovery calls. So if I haven't met you guys yet, stay tuned. I'm so excited to meet you. And private coaching is also full right now. I, th- I think one spot will be opening at the end of February. So anyways, I can't wait to meet you all. And I will see you on another episode of the head to go podcast. Bye.